Welcome to The Circle, where brave Indigenous entrepreneurs share their business journey. In our Indigenous culture, The Circle represents unity and interconnectedness. Here on this podcast, you'll be connected in this circle of inspiring business owners and those giving back to our Indigenous communities. Jean-Paul Gladue is currently the president and CEO of the Canadian Council for Aboriginal Business based in Toronto. Anishinaabe from Thunder Bay, JP completed a forestry technician diploma, an undergrad degree in forestry from Northern Arizona University, holds an executive MBA from Queen's University, and the ICDD from Rotman School of Management, U of T. JP has over two decades of experience in the natural resource sector. His career path includes work with Aboriginal communities and organizations, environmental non-government organizations, industry, and governments from across the country. In JP's current role at CCAB, he speaks nationally and globally as he shares the challenges and successes of Aboriginal business in Canada today. Thank you, JP, for joining us today on The Circle. How's it going? Good. Nice to be here, Amanda. Nice to meet you as well, Luca. I'm back on the board. Yeah. <laughs> so for someone who doesn't know, what is the Canadian Council for Aboriginal Business? Well, the CCAB found its roots with an incredible Canadian, Murray Koffler. He was the founder of Shoppers Drug Mart, also the co-founder of um, uh, Four Seasons Hotel, um, he brought in some really impactful friends um, like uh, Mr. Bronfman and uh, Paul Martin uh, and brought a bunch of business leaders together um, 36, 37 years ago uh, with the idea of creating an organization that would help empower our communities through the business lens. Um, here we are 36-ish years wow. later. Uh, I've been at the helm for the last seven uh, really, we're about building space between Indigenous and non-Indigenous businesses to create synergies, relationships, uh, business opportunities uh, to grow the Indigenous economy. And um, it's been um, it's been an incredible journey for me personally the last seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, still wake up incredibly energized to get to work. Uh, yay, it's Monday. It's kind of my attitude. Yeah. And, you know, I've got an exceptional team at the office. Um, that's grown uh, from seven to over thirty, wow. uh, you know, so shout out to all my staff at uh, CCAB. Really, really, really an amazing team. So it's been uh, it's been a great journey. Now, before we get more into the CCAB, mm-hmm. I want to know what interested you into getting involved. Why did you decide to come to this organization? Right, that's a great question. Uh, and I bounced around. Toronto is actually my seventh home, so I've been wow. kicked out of six cities. <laughs> well, okay, chasing. <laughs> Hopefully, it. you stay no, here. No, no, no. I, well, you know, Toronto hasn't caught on to me yet. So, uh, no, I, 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 you know, grew up in Thunder Bay. Um, my dad was a, a logger. My grandfather was a logger. My other grandfather um, worked as uh, in, the, in the gas pipelines in Northern Ontario. My mom worked in a Ford uh, apartment, um, which is kind of really interesting when you think about, you know, a lot of, a lot of the challenges in our communities is, is um, modeling, right, mm-hmm. and, and breaking some of the cycles. So the fact that both my parents had a parent that had a, a job and then both my parents had a job and then I was the very first person in my family history to go beyond, get a college diploma, university degree, yeah. and then a master's and so on. So, but I mean, I've, I've worked around the country, um, and then I was working for my First Nation just prior to this job for about three years, and uh, was doing a lot of business without um, a formal business education. I'm a forester by training. Yeah, and I was getting engaged in all sorts of business issues. And I thought, 
man, I better learn a little bit more about business, sharpen my skills. So I did a, an executive MBA through Queens, mm-hmm. graduated 2012. And, you know, as life has it sometimes, uh, it's about timing. And uh, this position came up. I was like, what an opportunity uh, for for me to apply my learnings um, in an organization like CCAB. And uh, I was thrilled when I uh, when I found out that I got the job and away I went and here I am. Well, look at that. Seven years later, eh? Seven, it goes by yeah, quickly. Yeah. So what are the programs that the CCAB provides? I know there's a number of them. Mm-hmm. So can you just explain a bit about them? Yeah, so CCAB has something for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're Indigenous or not, if you're a big company, a small company, uh, wherever you are uh, in this country and whatever sector you participate in, we've got programs, uh, events, uh, research um, that can support your organization's growth in the Indigenous economy. Um, you know, our flagship program is called PAR, uh, Progressive Aboriginal Relations, and it's been around for 18, 19 years. We just celebrated a number of PAR companies in uh, Vancouver last week or the week before. I'm losing track of time. (laughs) Um, But essentially, it's a third-party certification program uh, to assist companies in the way that they approach uh, their business with Indigenous communities and businesses Mm -hmm. and puts them on a stronger pathway for them to achieve greater results. The, um, the, The program has witnessed exceptional growth. You know, shout out to, to Luann and Brenda in the office who've been doing this work. Um, there's over 100 now. Uh, wow. Are, oh, my goodness. Like some of the biggest in the country, the banks, infrastructure yeah. firms. Um, there are um, food service firms, engineering firms, architectural firms. I mean, it's just, it's really, it's really exceptional. So that's our flagship program. I'll just jump ahead to one of the programs that are near and dear to my heart. And uh, you know, shout out to Phil in the office who's leading our work around supply change. That's the uh, that's the initiative. It's really about switching up the way that uh, we do supply chains in this country around procurement. Um, so it's we have our procurement champions. Uh, my first uh, co-chair was Mark Little, who's now the CEO for Suncor. My current co-chair, Sean Frin, he's an SVP from CN. And we have uh, close to 60 companies that are uh, are opening up their the way they do business with Indigenous businesses uh, through the procurement channels. Um, what's fascinating about this, and and it's you know, and maybe I'll pause there for a second. One of the other things that we do exceptionally well, actually the best in the world, is our research data. So I was just about to yeah. get into that okay. because you have so many different programs mm-hmm. that you're providing for Indigenous entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. but then you also are exceptional with your research. Do you want to kind of get into that then? Like, what sort of topics yeah, do you research? To. Yeah, and, and you know, before I do that. We've got this incredible um, storyline in Canada that's emerging, and that's the Indigenous economy. In 2016, we were contributing over $30 billion to Canada's economy. Wow. Most Canadians don't understand this. Uh, you know, as Canada's first entrepreneurs, we know business. Now we're mm-hmm. just uh, expressing ourselves now in a modern context. So you've got this really great storyline, but if, if you don't have the data and the research to back it up, it's just a story. Yeah. But now we've got a powerful story that's emerging, and now we can back it up with incredible data, um, you know, as in throw you out a few data points. Um, our uh, Indigenous entrepreneurs, the propensity to export uh, is over 24%. Uh, that's twice as much as a Canadian SME. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Um, back to the procurement work we're doing, um, we were able to prove that our Indigenous entrepreneurs have the net capacity in this country. There's over 50,000 Indigenous entrepreneurs have the net capacity to hit t- over 24%, again, the 24 number, yeah. of federal spend. 
uh, federal government spend. They spend 16 to, to $20 billion a year. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, at this point, um, they, uh, they spend normally less than the percentage, sometimes as low as 0.3%. If they were to target 5%, that would uh, increase our Indigenous uh, contributions to the economy by a billion dollars. And just the federal government, if wow. all, if all wow. provincial, territorial, municipal governments all targeted 5% and why 5%, it's kind of matches with our population. We would see an increase of $23 billion to the Indigenous economy, which has incredible impact. What was really interesting, actually, you know, we're here in the midst of middle of a, of a federal election, mm-hmm. really proud that the Liberal government um, had um, uh, set a target. They in their platform now that they are going to commit to a 5% target mm-hmm. uh, for, for their spend, which is really quite wonderful. They based a lot of that on our research. And there's a lot of great Indigenous people in this country that are doing great work in this, this area. Um, I, I would encourage the other platforms, uh, federal platform uh, parties, to also consider uh, making that part of their mandate. Uh, as we talk about empowering Indigenous people. You, if you can do that through the economy, incredible. Yeah. Um, and so, but you can't do it as you and I know, Amanda, as you as an entrepreneur yes. as well, what doesn't measure doesn't get done. And if we're not going to actually put some measurements and targets around the work that we do in this country, um, both from a political policy perspective or from private sector, we're not going to get it done. So at a minimum, the floor should be 5%. And the economic impact is incredible. I want to share a quick little story yeah. with you. So we look at uh, Fort Mackay First Nation. Um, they've got so many incredible indigenous businesses. The 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 the, the economic development corporations themselves, the Fort Mackay group of companies, are doing really great work. But their annual salary, uh, a Fort Mackay community member, is uh, over seventy three thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. The average Canadian is around thirty eight, and the average Alberta, to put that in geographic perspective, is about fifty. Mm-hmm. That is a direct result of a strong entrepreneurial base. Yeah. And the other thing is, we talk about employment of indigenous people. Well, there's nobody better at hiring and training our people than our own people. Exactly. And so when you empower an Indigenous entrepreneur, you're actually empowering them to hire more people. And also, shout out to my friends at Primco Dene in, in, uh, in, in Alberta. Uh, that's the number one thing for them. Over 90%, I think they're close to seven, 800 staff are Indigenous. Wow. Or you look wow. at my friends, Dave and Nicole Boucher. Um, they have 1,100 staff. You know, they do $150 million a year in revenue. That's incredible. Um, 38% of their staff are Indigenous. Yeah. Um, and what I love about all of that, especially with the CCAB and then all of these companies and, or- and organizations mm-hmm. that you're referring to, it's all about empowering Indigenous entrepreneurs and empowering Indigenous peoples within the community. But also, as you were saying, and I think something that's close to your heart, is bridging the gap between the mainstream corporate sector mm-hmm. and Indigenous peoples. Why is that important to you through the CCAB? Well, you know, it's it's what we don't, you don't know what you don't know. And that, unfortunately, is much of the case in this country when you think about corporations. I think outside of the natural resource sector, we start to get into other sectors, um, and we're here downtown in an incredible city like Toronto. Most of these corporations, are your listeners probably don't understand that there's 80,000 Indigenous people in the city alone yeah. approximately, and there's a, there's a swath of Indigenous entrepreneurs um, wanting their business. Um, and until we start to, to open it up and build those relationships, because once we do that, we're, we're, we're providing an entrepreneur with a contract that's supporting that person's family um, in some parts of the country, then it's supporting their community. Um, and we're, you know, Canadians, I think we're generally very caring people. We just haven't put the time so into the Indigenous relationships through the business lens. Um, so empowering those relationships with business, you start to realize that, hey, 
you're a business person, I'm a business person, let's work together to improve each other's bottom lines. And we're building a relationship along the way. Yeah. And in a time of reconciliation, what a great way to actually reconcile through business, economic reconciliation. Yeah. You know, when our communities start managing wealth, and we've been managing poverty for a very long time mm-hmm. due to a lot of the government policies. But man, oh man, if we can get corporations and our indigenous corporations working together, I think the sky's the limit. Yeah. And what would be your encouragement for organizations and different small businesses, large businesses to continue bridging that gap? Because I think in the past, there definitely has been a lot of failure to do so, whether it's through the education system or in the government, wherever it may be. But what would your encouragement be to those businesses to continue bridging that? Well, again, if this is a relatively new um, concept, I mean, it's been around a long time, but yeah. corporations are starting to wake up to this idea of Indigenous entrepreneurs. Yeah. Who knew? Um, and to my earlier point, you don't know what you don't know, so you've got to know. And the way you know is by educating yourself uh, and meeting up with the right organizations like a CCAB. Mm-hmm. We, we, uh, we, I'll get into an event that we host here in Toronto in January every year in a second. Uh, and shout out to Linda and the team because they do an incredible job. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we also just launched a business curriculum, uh, and it's really a, 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 a framework for corporations to use when they're getting into that area of, okay, how do we build relationships with Indigenous people and businesses? And it builds a base understanding and provides a pathway for them to uh, to advance. And, and so having a look, and you can go to our website, ccab.com, and you can check out our research and you can see this business curriculum. And if you're ready for that next step and you want to be even more pointed in your approach, you can um, join us at the, in the PAR program uh, amongst many of other corporations that are setting targets, building policies, uh, executing every year, progressing their relationships, improving their employment numbers, employing their pro- improving their procurement numbers. So don't be static. you got to engage. You're not going to learn anything from sitting in your office. So get out, visit communities if you can. There's so many great Indigenous organizations in the city of Toronto. Uh, reach out to them and see how you can engage. Um, so, uh, oh, yeah. The, 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 the event. The event in Toronto. Yes. I think it's the 26th or the 28th. Oh, dear. Linda, don't get me. I'm going to get in trouble with Linda here. <laughs> I'm sure it's all on the website. It's on the website. Yes. Um, but it's it's a, it's where we celebrate Indigenous success. We've got actually nominations open right now for Indigenous Youth, the Aboriginal Youth Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Wow. As well as our Good. our Hall of Famer, which is any Indigenous person that's made significant contributions. And I can tell you, if you ever get a chance to come into our office, um, our walls are lined with these incredible Indigenous leaders. Um so uh, we celebrate them at the front of the room, and um, we have a great party. And uh, I believe this year it's at the Westin downtown, in, okay. or I guess nice. it's technically 2020. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's great. We have Indigenous, non-Indigenous business leaders from around the country that come to, to celebrate uh, Indigenous business success. That and is so great. It's really great. I think that's awesome that you guys are doing that. And I guess I just want to speak to maybe someone that's listening right now. Mm-hmm is thinking, okay, well, I don't have a large, successful company yet. I'm not part of a big organization. Maybe they just, they're starting out or Mm -hmm. they're an aspiring entrepreneur. What would you say to them? Like, what are maybe three tangible steps they can take to continue bridging that gap between Indigenous peoples and non-Indigenous peoples? Uh, From a non-Indigenous perspective or an Indigenous? From a a non-Indigenous perspective. From a non-Indigenous perspective. Um, you know, it's again just educate yourself. So, 
do reading. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's some Look really, at your research. Look at our research. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also there's some really great books out there. You know, look at Tanya Taleg's book, uh, yeah. Seven Fallen Feathers, to understand culturally some of the challenges and the history of some of the policies. Uh, I think that's really important. Uh, An In- Inconvenient Indian by Thomas King, mm-hmm. uh, you know, another great read. Um, you know, there are, you know, uh, 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 Crazy Horse, um, um, one of our late uh, writers, um, just recently passed away. And of course, I'm missing his name at the top of my head. But there's some really incredible readings for people just to immerse yourself a little bit. Um, so I think that that's an important step. Secondly, reach out, as I mentioned, into the uh, into the Indigenous community here in Toronto. Um, you know, there's Anishinaabe Health, there's Mizuwebeek, there's the Native Women's Centre, there's uh, the uh, Native Canadian Centre. Um, at the City of Toronto itself, they've got some really great staff in there that are, are working with Indigenous organizations and CCAB as well around procurement. Uh, Selena and the team. So check out the city of Toronto what, to see what they're doing, um, and uh, you know don't be hesitant. Don't hesitate for a second to reach out to our team to yeah. to learn about the Indigenous entrepreneurs. We have a an incredible growing list of Indigenous entrepreneurs, uh, part of our marketplace, um, that are hungry for your business. Because I can tell you, like we've got incredible caterers, we've got uh, printers, we've got designers. Uh, just a shout out to Jen Harper, who just um, turned down Dragon's Den money, uh, yeah, but yeah. just got funded uh, financed by uh, uh, Raven Capital, which is also an indigenous firm. Wow, $350,000. So I know, wow. lipstick. I mean, she, Jen's been doing incredible work um, on indigenous uh, makeup yeah. and, and the contributions that go back in your coffee. How, like, you know, you walk into so many... I walk into so many companies, offices, and I go, man, you're drinking that swill? We've got an indigenous uh, coffee uh, supplier here, yeah. Birch Bark Coffee. You know, Mark would love to love yeah. your business. And the amazing thing, indigenous entrepreneurs give back so much to their community. Um, so I think it's 10%, I think. Sorry, Jen, if I'm getting the wrong number. But mm-hmm. Jen, Jen's uh, cheekbone beauty, a certain amount of money goes back to, to, to support women, indigenous women. Um, Mark's, if you, after 30 bags, he... Uh, sends a, a, a clean water uh, filtration system to a family That's in so a First good. Nation community. So, I mean, this is the spirit of Indigenous entrepreneurism. It's 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 amazing. And I think that's something as someone who is not Indigenous, that's something they need to be looking up to and taking as an example and putting that into practice in their own businesses. So I think that's those are all really great tips. And to end off, I always like to ask you to complete three sentences. It can kind of be intimidating, but I think it's good to just speak from the heart and be authentic. Okay. So the first sentence I'd like you to complete is, to me, being an Indigenous entrepreneur means... Being connected to my community. I like that. That's good. And the second one, the advice I'd give to an aspiring Indigenous entrepreneur is... Stretch yourself whenever you can. Put yourself in places where you're a little uncomfortable because that's how you grow. Yeah. And uh, I tell you, you'll surprise yourself more times than, 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 than you think exactly. and what you're, what, what's achievable. And finally, success means? Waking up in the morning and feeling inspired about your day and your week and your month and the year ahead. Yeah, I think you're incredibly lucky if you're able to say that. So thank you so much, JP, for joining us today. I just want to congratulate you on all the incredible things you're doing for CCAB, but also for our communities, both Indigenous communities and the country itself and the world itself. So great job. Continue doing the great work you're doing. And hopefully we'll chat soon. Thanks, Amanda. Really, truly appreciate it. 
You've been listening to The Circle. Listen to Element FM by downloading the Radio Player Canada app. Just type in 106.5 ELMNT-FM or head to our website at elementfm.ca. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for listening.